Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Superboy number 129, cover date May 1966, cover price 25 cents, cover artists Kurt Swan and George Klein, edited by Mort Weisinger, featuring Superboy and his super friends, including the Superboy's big brother, writer Robert Bernstein, artist George Papp, and the Kent's second super son, writer Otto Binder, artist John Sakella. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! everything if they have a lexophone. That's right. Hi, Rob. Hey, Bob. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great because uh, not only have I written a Grammy-winning song, but I met uh, my first TV crush <gasps> this past we weekend. We met your first TV crush, didn't we? Yes. My first TV crush was Grizzly Adams. Dan Haggerty. Mm-hmm. Classic. Mm-hmm. Mine was Wesley Ewer. Will Marshall on Land of the Lost. Before he had a last name, his first season of Land of the Lost, he was just Wesley. Right. That was so mysterious. So where did we meet him, Bob? We met him at a Mazacon in Essington, Pennsylvania. Essington, the armpit of Philadelphia. As it was described to us. Um, By someone from Philadelphia. We also met... Uh, original Mouseketeer Sharon Baird and famous Sharon Croft. Baird, that's her name. Famous Croft puppeteer for Sid and Marty. I Croft said that because I've talked about her to a couple people, and I said uh, Sharon something or other. Baird. She was the original Croft uh, 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 H.R. Puffin stuff, right? She was Shirley Puffin stuff. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. It's quite oh, all right. Okay. And she, I believe, she played played several characters on H.R. Puffin stuff. Sure. And she uh, was an original Mouseketeer. Yes. And she played Sa, mother of Chaka. Oh my God! And And, Rat Boy. And Rat Boy. I I never saw that. Me either. Yeah. And uh, we also met '70s child star Johnny Whitaker. Yes, looks absolutely nothing like what he used to look like. He's had a rough life, I think. Yes, he has. Uh, But he's nice. Nice. Very nice. We Um, got autographs from. From Will, Holly, and Chaka. Yes. I don't know. And Sharon Baird and Johnny Whitaker. Yes. Um, Johnny Whitaker announced that he gave Jodie Foster her first screen kiss and, quote, then she turned gay, unquote. Yeah. And he said, well, you know what they say, once you've had the best, you never 
go. Well, well I don't know. What I think she I don't was think he probably, can even finish that. No, and no. she was born gay, so yeah. let's put an end to that. Um, hey, we're looking at Superboy. So we one. had a really good conversation with Johnny Whitaker, didn't we? Uh, Johnny Whitaker wasn't so great, but the cast of Land of the Lost were so uh, that was being sarcastic. Oh my god, we had so much fun. We sang with them. We sang the theme song with to, the very cast of Land of the Lost, I, and we got in a raft and we yelled. It's on our it's on our Facebook page. It is now. A lot of people have had that raft picture taken, but I yeah. dare say not everyone has sung the theme song. Oh no, with them. No, of I even not. did the end credit song. That's right. Um, I that? sang too, and I couldn't remember all the words, but I was the only one. What, that didn't know all the words? Yeah. Yeah, probably the only one in the room. I know, right? Um, are we, we moving so on fun. yet? <laughs> what? Are we moving on yet? Well, let's just say that that Amazicon uh, convention was... Amaze. Amazing. Amazing. When, uh, when we pulled up, I said, oh, it's in a hotel ballroom of the Clarion Inn in Essington, Pennsylvania? Well, And nerds. he's like, Bob was... Where else would it be? Right. Back me <laughs> up, nerds. That's where these things are usually held, yeah. isn't it? And then I said to Bob as we were pulling up, okay, mother, I'll see you in two hours. And I laughed, and Bob was like, yeah, yeah whatever. Making fun of nerds as if he isn't one right? himself. And then when we went inside, we saw a very sad-looking teenage Superman. Um, oh, that was bad. Yeah. But did you see the steampunk Batman? Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, and I saw a lot of um, girls dressed up as kind of like... Um, whores? No, come oh. on. Uh, like anime characters or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So whores. I guess, but yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people dressed up in costumes. Right. So, but it wasn't mm. big enough. Like, I want to go to one in New York or D.C. You want to go to San Diego is where you want to go. To Comic-Con? Yeah. Okay. That's a life goal. Okay. Um, we'll look into it next year. Yep. Hey, Superboy number 129. Uh, what's this? 25 cents? Wow. Why what is a that? bargain, because it's all full of crap. And also... It's an 80-page giant. It's a comic that's got 80 pages. An 80-page giant. An 80-page giant. It's an 80-page giant. That's awesome. It's a song I just wrote in 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I've sung it before, but I didn't have instrumental accompaniment. That's great. And I'm not an instrumentalist. No. You might remember. Well, you do play the piano. Well, yes, and I should have been a great proficient had I ever learned. Name that quote. Um, it's from Emma or, or Simpsons Sensibility well, or Pride, Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice Lady Captain. Well, they're different things, Rob. <laughs> and light propitious Sean. I'm a sucker for Annie Jane Austen. Me too. Uh, adaption. I like that. Pride I can't and be bothered to read movie. any of them, but it's so fun having you talk over me all the time. It's like I'm teaching. Join the club, sister. <laughs> Superboy number 129. It's an 80-page giant, as you may have heard, featuring Superboy and his super friends. Stories we are not covering today include the super weakling from space, the saga of Kid Krypton, and special guest star Supergirl in Smallville, plus some super surprises. I didn't see any surprises, did you? Mm -mm. Maybe we didn't get that far. The stories we are covering, oh boy. First of all, Superboy's Big Brother featuring the origin of Monel, 
longtime Superman family character and member of the Legion of Superheroes, and on TV, Supergirl's boyfriend for a while, not only on screen but off. Was this the only appearance of Monel? No, Monel went on to appear in the Legion of Superheroes for years and years. He still is appearing in the Legion of Superheroes. No, I mean in in the Superboy and Monel story um, together. I mean, he literally appears and goes away in two two stories. Right. Well, then his he sort of uh, yes he yes. appears. I mean, I know as he a comes- thread throughout. Like sometimes in the present day, he'll appear in the. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Right. What I love is that you're telling me this right now with a drink poised next to your face to take a drink, right. tipped like this. Uh huh. You know, and you're talking, and you're like, uh, da, da, da. it's uh, one of our house specials, everyone. It's cranberry juice, cherry lime seltzer, and vodka, and a twist Heavy of lime on the vodka, a twist of lime. But I don't. I'll drink it without the lime. I will not. I know you won't. Yeah. You're very, very picky. I, as a matter of fact, if we don't have any lime, I won't have it. Really? Yeah, I love twist of lime in it. It's well, fantastic. And it's I great. Like we used to do, we used to, we tried diet for a while, but this is just perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I don't have a lime, that's what I call roughing it. <laughs> it's like camping without uh, the awfulness of the outdoors. Okay, let's get back to this uh, story, shall okay. we? Okay. Superboy's Big Brother. Superboy's Big Brother. Well, first of all, let's talk about the cover. I love the 80-page giant covers because you get like just puzzle pieces of all the stories you're mm-hmm. about to see. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big selling point. Back in the day, I would imagine. I'm not that old. I am literally just that old, but I wasn't reading comics at birth. No. (laughs) (laughs) I could imagine. Chewing on them, maybe. Um, Gosh, Superboy, we see on the splash page, Mon-El is uh, batting an asteroid away with an ancient Grecian pillar of some sort. Um, It's a petrified tree oh good 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 because yeah. i was gonna scold those boys for wrecking archaeological dig sites so why not take a petrified tree and um what i don't like is that monel is saying gosh Superboy, you broke my bat with your fastball unquote but there's no beginning quote <laughs> <laughs> yeah where's that unquote that the, come from? i see it yeah. yeah why is it there i i don't know Maybe it was supposed to be before fastball, but also that's an inappropriate use of quotations because fastball is a common yeah. term yeah. used in baseball. I've heard. I don't watch baseball. Maybe they they had a conversation that was off the page. Maybe we've, per, ca- maybe we've caught them in media race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> often happens on a splash page. Superboy says, sorry, Monel, I'll ease up a bit. And then he thinks, golly, it's great to have a brother who also has superpowers. We can play baseball in outer space using petrified trees for bats and meteorites for baseballs. We can wrestle together. We can have slumber parties. (laughs) We can make popcorn and drink soda and go to the drive-in together and... What did boys do? I don't know. Well, Superboy and his best friend, quote, best friend, unquote. They go roller skating a lot. Yeah. Um, The Adventures of Superman when he was a boy, which I was astonished to learn that not everyone knew that Superboy was Superman as a boy. Presenting a terrific two-part novel featuring Superboy in the most baffling experience of his life. Part one, Superboy's Big Brother. Part two, The Secret of Mon-El. Mon-El. Are you ready to leap into the 
the let's issue. Go. Oh let's my god, this. all the words. One evening in Smallville, as Clark Kent walks home from an open school night at Smallville High with his foster parents, Jonathan and Martha Kent. Uh, they Ain't s- it a pretty night? Just look at all those lovely stars, Clark. Oh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. That's a quotation from a famous American opera, Susanna, by... Carl uh, Floyd. Carlisle Floyd. Um, so Superboy has spotted uh, something streaking to Earth with his telescopic vision. A flaming exhaust of a rocket ship entering the atmosphere. He must switch to Superboy it's and investigate. The flaming exhaust. <laughs> I'm going down toward the Earth. Whoosh! Whoosh! Seconds later, as the Boy of Steel streaks upward, he sees that it looks like a one-man space vessel from another world and it's plunging down out of control. It's sure to crash unless I catch it, and set it down easily. Also, with his x-ray vision, he can see that the driver of the spaceship is unconscious, and he must get him out before the flames reach him. Strange. The passenger is wearing a costume similar to Superboy's, except that the colors are reversed. Reversed. And except that he's got, like, a belted shirt situation. Yeah. Like the lead singer of, what was that band? Uh... Don't you forget about me. Simply Red. Uh, oh, my God. He had a belted shirt. You know, yeah, that was the start of the, the origin story of the belted shirt. Oh, my God. Um, who is he? Maybe this letter in his pocket. He has a pocket in his cape, mm-hmm. as all superheroes do. Have you do. ever seen the word Kryptonese before? Kryptonese I, handwriting? I have seen it before, yes. Kryptonese. Kryptonese. That's the language of Krypton. Mm. Global language. All of Krypton speaks the same language. Good heavens, this note is in the Kryptonese handwriting of my father, Jor-El, Superboy's father, who died when the planet Krypton exploded years ago. Now, Superboy at this point does know that he's an alien and does know that he came from the planet Krypton, which was destroyed. Yes. We'll find out later how he knows that. Jor-El writes... This This chart described a space course to be taken by my son's rocket ship on its journey to Earth. Gasp! My son? Is it possible that Jarrell had another son older than me? Mm-hmm. Do you know that there's a certain comic book convention that I love? It's when they put the word gasp or sob or choke in asterisks. Uh-huh. And then the next words are uh, stuttering. My, my, <laughs> my son. It's like a transcription of a William Shatner monologue. Do you know when I send texts... Uh, I will often put in parentheses Lesai, L-E-S-I-G-H. You've never done that in a text to me. I'd like to know just who you're texting that to. One of our listeners, one of our friends. I do. I'll, I'll write Lesai. I've done that to you. Um, which is a well. Uh, you I'm, re- agreed I'm referencing disagree. Pepe Le Pew. I know what the reference is. <laughs> Lesai. Um, Jorel calls him my son. Which means I must have had an older brother that lived on Krypton. He's been rocketed to Earth, just like me. What? This youth is my older brother. There's also, he sees with his x-ray vision, a medallion around God his God, invasive man. Just 
made of Kryptonese metal. Why don't you metal? poke and prod him? Well, honestly, Take his he's, blood. A, he's a teenager. If you had x-ray vision as a teenager, think yeah. of the mischief you'd uh-huh. get into. Mischief, 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 come and rescue me. Also, a quotation from an opera. There's a medallion around his neck made of Kryptonese metal, it's inscribed. With all our love and good wishes, Jor-El and Lara. Lara is Superboy's mother. Uh... My mother and father gave him that for keepsake. This proves he's my brother without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't, Ashley, but Monel, well, he's not named Monel yet. No. He wakes up and his memory is gone. Of course. He remembers a terrible explosion, a shock. He blacked out. That's all he remembers until he saw his savior, Superboy. Superboy explains that his father was a scientist on Krypton named Jor-El. His scientific research led him to believe that the planet was doomed, but the rulers of Krypton would not heed his warning, and so he built a rocket ship, a prototype rocket that was going to rocket his family off Krypton once he completed the actual rocket, but he never completed the actual rocket. So the prototype rocketed his infant son, Kal-El, into space to the planet Earth. There used, there used to be, in some stories, there's a lot of fall to roll about how Jor-El knew where Earth was and knew that Earth would give Kal-El superpowers, and so he specifically chose Earth mm. to send Kal-El to. Mm. That's not mentioned here, so I'm adding a lot of detail. Well, I like how um, Kal-El, or um, Clark, Superboy, is filling in all of the details. Yeah. So just in case... Monel, who we call him Monel soon, uh, is an enemy of Superboy, which is always possible. Mm-hmm. Where he's getting all the details of the story filled in right now. Right. He said, "I know you. You might have amnesia, so let me tell you my origin story right. and your origin story." He mentions that Superboy mentions that he knows all this because he overtook light rays from the past. Yeah, that's how he. What? Well, that's how you do it, Rob. Have you done that? No, but that's how we uh, that's how telescopes work. You don't see actually the light from the stars at the present moment. You, you see, see the light reflected. from the stars from the past. Mm-hmm. In fact, the light from the sun uh left the sun 8 minutes before we see it. Okay, so thank you. Mm-hmm. Um is this are we now entering on the, in the Bloodhound Gang from um from The Great Space Coaster? (laughs) Well, I don't think you understand the implications because if the sun went out, Mm -hmm. we would know it for eight minutes. Oh, we'd know it. think about that. It'd go supernova. We'd know. No, it doesn't go supernova. It just goes out, as in the classic uh, early 2000s miniseries from DC Comics, Final Night, in which the sun was extinguished. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Talk about heavy. Yes, very heavy. Do you know who reignited the sun? Uh, no, I Your don't. Your favorite, Hal Jordan. Wow, he reignited the sun. How did he do that? With his ring. That's when he was evil. Uh, as parallax? Yeah. Oh. See? Interested now? Yeah, I am. Okay. Well, uh, Superboy offers to take this youth back to his home. Where are you? Well, I don't know. Have I'm they rescued the, the, the riverboat yet? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, he's got to show him his powers first. Yeah. So he says, well, another rocket must have been fired by Jor-El because you have survived also. 
Also coming from Krypton, you must have superpowers on Earth as I do. Let's test it. Um, so he sends Monel to stand in the flaming wreckage of his spaceship. <laughs> That's the first test. You go stand in those flames, flaming wreckage of your spaceship. You know, you'd think you might do something else like... Do you have x-ray vision? Right. You know, something harmless, like, can you do super breath? You know? Or just go stand in the flaming wreckage. Right. Well, before you, I mean, if you were not immune to the flaming wreckage, you'd feel it before you actually stood inside of it. He says to him, test yourself. For example, try standing in those flames. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he does say, I'm sorry. He does say, if you feel any sensation of heat or pain as you approach, pull back. Okay. So he's invulnerable and indestructible, as are his clothes, luckily, or this would be a very different story. Now he uses his x-ray vision because he sees a wreck under the surface of a river where a riverboat is going to hit it. So they Must st- be a fresh wreck. <laughs> or maybe the river's down. <laughs> they streak down. Superboy dredges the wreck out of the river while Monel lifts the steamboat out safely. Um... Let me take you home, since you have superpowers, let me take you home to my foster parents who raised me from infancy. Well, can we just say parents? They've raised him from infancy. He knows no other parents. Well, I I, I guess. I mean... Also, he's taken their last name. At least say adopted. It's not foster. foster. You're right. Foster is a little temporary, isn't it? Right. Yeah. As if any moment he'll be taken away. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And adopted by his... Forever family. Right. They'll get sick of him or Krypton will come to take him back. <laughs> Wrap him up in a blanket and dump him on the church steps. As everyone knows, Superboy has a tunnel hidden in the woods, which leads to his basement lab. Yeah. Check out that picture of Jorel and Lara. Yeah. Jorel looks kind of stern, but Lara looks like a 40s movie star. Mm-hmm, a va- pinup va- doll. Boom. <laughs> Lara. How do you get pictures of them? Where did he get them? He probably drew them, or maybe he just kept. He took a box camera with him while he was following the light rays. Hey, if he can go back in time, why can't he go back and visit his parents? Well, actually, there are stories where he did that. Oh, okay. So, don't worry. Sorry, I just got a text. I'll turn my phone off now. Um. So, Superboy. Shows him the picture of his parents, and they and Monel says, "How can they be so young? I'm at least eighteen, and your rocket ship was a model. If that is so, what ship did I use?" Well, Superboy's got some theory about. Uh, yeah, as Crypt- I was reading this, I was just going, "Oh my god, he's giving yeah. everything away." <laughs> Krypton must have been a planet. Blah blah blah. Yeah. They could have just said that that just there was a space warp or something, right? Right. They didn't think of that. You know, on Supergirl, the TV show, mm-hmm. that's how what they did. It's like Supergirl was... Arri- well, she's supposed to, she was supposed to arrive before right. Superman. And she was a teenager when Kal-El was a baby, but because of the way that the space warps worked, Kal-El arrived on Earth first, and she arrived years later, and he, by the time she arrived, he had aged beyond her. She had aged beyond him. Well, uh, no, no, he had, he had aged, aged beyond, beyond her. her. Yeah. I think I have to lock out Captain Butler. He's yes, he's very disruptive. He as wants per his usual. He wants my attention. Well, you can pet him, but you can't let him go up there to make noise in the microphone. That's the way apparently it works. I make all sorts of mouth noises. 
we've heard from a fan I, that you do make mouth noises. I just don't know what to do. Well, stop making mouth noises. I don't noises. know what mouth noises I make. It's this kind of stuff. I'm not a hundred years old. I don't or like it's when you suck d- on my dentures. You take a drink and you call. <laughs> I don't do that. Or you do this kind of thing. You pound your drink on the table before you drink it. <laughs> and then you go. <laughs> I think that's what people are talking about. Many people are saying <sighs> that you make a lot of mouth noises. That is a lie. Um, so Superboy has a theory about people fast aging on Krypton. I'm just ignoring that. God, can we skip over true. this, please? Yes. Uh, so <laughs> he introduces Monel to his foster mother, Ma Kent. Look at her. And then Superboy. She's a full-figured gal, isn't she? Well, she's matronly. Yes. You know, she's probably still wearing foundation garments at this time. There was a story where the Kent's uh, Ma and Pa went on a cruise. Or something. Somehow they de-aged. They got younger. Oh. Yeah. But we won't be referencing that today. That was just for you and me to have private information. (laughs) (laughs) So Superboy runs down to the general store in Smallville, which Paul Kent runs, to explain that you now have two sons. Hey, Dad. You now have two sons. I hope you didn't It sounds incredible, Clark. It's so sudden. But if your brother is anything like you, your mother and I will be doubly blessed. Oh, is he fat? Doubly blessed. He's stout. He's fat. Clark. Um, But first, Pa Kent is expecting a traveling salesman. (laughs) Uh, And he is worried because his refrigerator is on the blink. And all the food will spoil. And Clark quickly unpacks all the meat and uses his super breath and freezes it over. Yep, fine. The end. Closes freezer. And then moments later. On to part two. Nope, sorry. (laughs) We're still in part one. (laughs) No, we're still in part one. All these words. Superboy is inspired by the traveling salesman. Gee, what a great secret identity that would be for my older brother, a traveling salesman. The salesman says, Greetings, Kent. I'm Ed Locke, the best traveling salesman in the territory. I sell brushes, clothes brushes, toothbrushes, hair brushes, shoe brushes, and brush brushes. <laughs> um, did you know about the famous Fuller Brush Man? I can't remember well, I, his name, but there was a traveling salesman who sold Fuller Brushes, and he was the most famous Fuller Brush Man in the whole country. Okay, and? And his tagline was, he'd knock on your door, and he'd, you'd open the door, and he'd say, I'm fine and dandy, how are you? <laughs> I should remember that. I should try that at work. Um, so Clark has brought uh, Monel a uniform. Well, uh, some clothes. So a we'll piece of crap. It. He's bought him a checkered suit. Yeah, this is like a Jimmy Olsen level yeah. suit. Well, in fairness, um, Ed Locke was also wearing a checkered vest. Checkered vest, but not a whole suit. No. Nope. This is eye bending. This is 1966. Um, so Paul Kent comes up with a name for his secret identity. Bob Cobb. So Paul Kent is not very... Good at naming. Good at naming. No. Bob Cobb. Bob Cobb. But what are we to call you privately? Well, Superboy says today is Monday. Oh, God. Here we go. Monday is when he came into our life, Dad. So since Krypton family name always ended in L, we'll call him Mon-L. And has that naming origin story remained in the canon? Yes. Now. Because 
when we saw on the television show, Monel's parents yes. came to to attack Earth. Uh-huh. They called him Monel. Right. Well, let's ignore the TV continuity for the time being. Mm. Now, you're aware of something called the crisis on infinite Earths. I am. And subsequent uh, retroactive continuity, which uh, determined that Superman had never been Superboy. Oh. Which, of course, affected characters like Monel and the entire Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. So, uh, in one variant of Monel's origin, he had been uh, very important in seeding life throughout the universe oh. in the 20th century. Okay. Not physically, no. He just uh, carried. DNA to different planets or something. I'm not sure of the details. Anyway. Was he a teenager? Yes. Well, I don't you, you so want to spend just, much time on the details. He just leave his dirty laundry on different planets. Spawn life. Oh, um, teenagers are horrible. So in that variation, his name was, uh, he took his name from the Martian word for traveler, which was on. <laughs> like on Jones. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. On L. Um, then at one point he took the superhero name Valor. Oh. Which was. Say, that's a nice name. Uh-huh. I'll Hello. Say. Hello, my name is Teresa Jones. What's yours? My name is Valor. Oh. Oh, my. But you can call me Bob Cobb. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not sure what the current situation is, but uh, we'll explore that at another date. Okay, turning the page. Yeah, um, great. It's great to have a big brother. Hey, there's uh, next day in Smallville, there's an auto trailer running out of control. Let's duck behind that excavation, switch into our costumes and stop that truck before somebody's hurt. Which they do. Um, here comes Crypto, the super dog. Oh, poor Crypto. Pet of Superboy. Now, you may not know, Rob, that Crypto was Kal-El's pet on Krypton, Mm -hmm. but he was sent in a rocket as a test subject and lost, hit by a meteor or something, lost in space. Like the dog that the Soviets sent up? Laika, yes. Laika. But, of course, Krypton survived and landed on Earth years later. And it became Superboy's pet. Yes, we've seen him before. Yes, of course. And we'll see him again. Mm. Now, Crypto starts growling at Monel as if he's never seen him before. I know. Well, maybe Crypto's forgotten me, Monel says. Yeah. He, uh, it's been so long since he saw me. So, of course, I'm beginning not to trust Monel at all. Right. Now we have the boys getting ready for bed and getting into their pajamas. And Superboy <laughs> uses his. X-ray vision. X-ray vision on Monel's belt, <laughs> and notices that it isn't from Krypton. Uh huh. The metal's on, not right. On a recent journey through time into the past, I studied Jor-El's records of all the elements found on Krypton. Well, if you could study all the elements found on Krypton, why didn't you just stop the planet from exploding? Fair enough. Well, I'll tell you why, Rob. Because Krypton has a red sun. If Superboy's on the planet Krypton, he loses his superpowers. Oh. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you. You know so much. Well, I'm very well read. <laughs> I can tell you about the planet Krypton or Regency England. <laughs> Maybe. Um, 
You can tell well, us about ancient civilizations. Well, ancient civilizations as I imagine they were. <laughs> yes. So, certainly. presently, when Clark returns stealthily from the cellar, so Clark decides because he can see the belt yep. is made from metal that isn't from Krypton, he has something that will help him diagnose whether or not um, Monel is actually from Krypton. And he gets his projection box, which contains kryptonite. It's, yeah. le- it's made of lead. Uh-huh. And he projects the kryptonite onto Monel, and it has no effect on him whatsoever. Yeah. So let's remember this that it's made of lead. But the kryptonite has no effect on Monel. Monel wakes up the next morning refreshed after a wonderful night's sleep and starts to form a suspicion that Monel is a phony. Mm-hmm. Crypto didn't recognize him. His belt wasn't made on Krypton, and kryptonite doesn't affect him. Therefore, ergo, he can't be from Krypton. He can't be my brother. He's an imposter. Then who is he? How did he get superpowers? Yes, reader, who is this cunning stranger who pretends to be Superboy's older brother? Okay, first of all, he's not pretending to be Superboy's older brother. That was all Superboy's idea. He just accepted it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting, Bob? Yeah. When I was reading this... Uh, I came across the word, the phony. He's keeping up the pretense that he's an older brother from Krypton. And I, I thought, I looked at that word and I thought, have I seen the word phony in print in my life? I must have at some point, but. I've seen it, but this is spelled P-H-O-N-E-Y. Right. And I've, I don't know that I've seen it with an E-Y, just a Y. Yeah, it is sort of leapt out as, have I seen it before like this? Is that, is that how you spell phony? Right. Phone, Y. I guess we'll never know. No. Okay, so now we're going to learn the secret of Monel. Superboy Part 2. Breakfast the next day. Say, Clark, how about my meeting you after school? Then we can patrol Smallville together. Smallville has a lot of crime for a small town. Doesn't it? Yes. I wouldn't feel safe there. No. All sorts of things happening. Accidents and crimes Mm -hmm. and volcanoes. That volcano wasn't in Smallville. No, it was, remember, because it was uh, Lana Lang, wasn't it? And she had to save her as the insect queen. Remember? You remember? It happened. Just say yes, remember? <laughs> no. Yes? Uh, no? Well, it happened. Just say yes. Yeah. Um, Clark is on to him, though. He's going to keep his eye on him. Um, an hour later at Smallville High in Clark's English class... <laughs> I am now passing out the midterm test papers, the teacher announces. I'm going to do that next time I pass out a midterm. (laughs) I am now passing out the midterm exam papers. And you will be the only one that appreciates what that is referencing. I will be. Also, all my classes are online, so I'm going to have to make a YouTube video to make them watch before they take their midterm exam. (laughs) And he says, hmm, with my intelligence, I can easily answer all the questions within a few, within yeah. a few seconds. Yeah, okay, fuck you, Clark. <laughs> of course you can. Yeah. But if I receive perfect marks, I'd create suspicion. So uh, as I do with every test, I'll deliberately answer a few questions wrong. You know who Clark is? Lori Gomer, oh, my second s- grade rival. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, he's, he's a Karen. Um Thanks for ruining life. When I was in second grade, yeah. I was pretty much the smartest kid in school. But there was one person smarter, Lori Gomer. Uh-huh. And she always used to get to monitor the class if the teacher, Mrs. Stimmel, left the classroom. <laughs> Ruby Stimmel. Did you ever have a teacher that drew a circle on the board and made you put your nose in it? 
No. If you're misbehaving? No. I did, Mrs. Bauer, third grade teacher. And the problem was I used to stare out the window a lot at the train tracks across US-1 from my school. And I used to imagine that I was... Being a hobo? Yeah. Yeah, I really did. And she would catch me daydreaming and I would have to... I was also a class clown. Yes. Oh, God. Have you ever read The Adventures of A Number One, America's Most Famous Hobo? No. Well, I'll show it to you. No. I'm not. <laughs> so, so he decides to fly back in time well, because, because he see he comes across a, a question. Right. He says, hmm, here's the one question on the origin of fairy tales. For example, was there an original Cinderella? Come to think of it, I did run across a real Cinderella story in one of my travels into the past. I'd better check on it right now. I think I'll fly back to the freaking ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt. Right. Uh-huh. God. Uh, the banks of the Nile River in 600 B.C. Uh, and he drinks right out of the Nile River. Yeah, because he doesn't want to tell a lie. He asked to leave the room so he can get a drink of water. So. But honestly, you're going to drink from the Nile River? Covering your ass. Well, in 600 B.C., I'm sure it was fine, except for all of the alligator shit. and Plagues and horrible things. Locusts. And blood. And river turned to blood. Well, Yeah. Um, but I'm sure he can handle it. His metabolism can handle sure, it. Sure, sure. He's oh, yeah. immune to everything. What happens if he gets super diarrhea? Well, he doesn't because he can just uh, Okay, he everything. just let's just say he can't. Unless it's magic water that gives him diarrhea. Okay. Or what's that other disease? Dysentery? Dysentery. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which he can't get because he, he, He's he has super, super uh-huh. health. So what I have a problem with is that he's already run across the real Cinderella story. Mm -hmm. Why does he need to go check on it? Does he not have super memory? Because this is an 80-page super giant issue! And they have to fill up the pages with illustrations. Well, you know that these are all reprints, right? These are stories that had already appeared in print. Oh, so this didn't occur in 1966? No, this is probably like a 59-ish. Okay. Something like that. All right. So uh, he's back in ancient Egypt. There's a girl bathing in the River Nile. Stop, Eagle! Stop! Eagle steals one of her fur slippers. Mm -hmm. And he follows the eagle and catches it. Well, first of all, the eagle drops the fur slipper in front of the pharaoh, and the pharaoh says, it's an omen, I must find the owner of this tiny slipper. And so he searches the land and finally finds the foot that fits the slipper. I yes. shall marry her and make her queen of Egypt. What is thy name, fair one? Rodopus. <laughs> or is it Rodopus? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I just imagine this. Rodopis, sire. She was once a fellow slave of Aesop, who wrote the famous fables. Yet she became queen of Egypt, and her story started the Cinderella legend. Now I can streak back to my classroom and write the real story. No, I have heard this before about the Egyptian, the fur slipper. Uh-huh. I haven't heard that she was associated with Aesop, and I didn't bother to Google. To well, before exactly. today, I never knew that Superman was there to witness it all. Superboy. Oh, yes, of course. Right, 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 right. You can be forgiven for mistaking because they look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I wish that Superboy had had like a different costume when he was a boy, like a some kind of a shoulder pad <gasps> belted shirt, like a little kind of a boyish costume, like a little yes, like a little like a, a sailor, little sailor suit, suit. Yes. A sailor suit with an S on it. <laughs> but then people might have thought it was S for sailor. 
<laughs> hey, sailor boy. Sailor boy. Hi, sailor. <laughs> or as your mother would say, say sailor. sailor. <laughs> um. Okay, so he turns it up, and his, his teacher's skeptical. And of Miss course, this Joyce, is before the internet, before right. Wikipedia and uh-huh. all that stuff. So you sh- know, they had this new thing called libraries where Miss Joyce they had could have just gone and check it out. Did you have a set of encyclopedias growing up? We did. We did too. World book. World encyclopedia? book. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the, when I was growing up, it was had was from like nineteen forty two, but. I loved reading. It still contains it was a pertinent color. information. It was color. Ours was color. It was yep. 1975 or 76. Yep. I loved it. Yeah. I Those loved it so days, much. Oh, my God. It? I would take it down and just read and read and read. And did you have the all about books? I don't think so. I know we just had the world book. and We had a whole set of like all about dinosaurs and all about... Well, your mother worked in highlights for your mother worked in highlights for children. Yes, but these all about books were from the fifties. Oh, okay. Lots of up to date information for me growing up in the seventies. Wow. Uh, Miss Joyce is not having it. She thinks Clark has made up this whole cockamamie nonsense. Yeah. How can I tell her I just flew into the past to learn the fairy tale's origin? Well, you can't. Well, you can't Clark, because you're so a superhero and you can't do it, you idiot. Maybe you could fly down to the library at super speed and find a citation from the encyclopedia. Rip it out from that. the encyclopedia and give it back to her. Oh, no, he wouldn't do that, would he? <sighs> Meanwhile, out on the sports field, the girls are having ballet practice because that's what girls do. And they can't be in the gym <laughs> because it's being painted. Right. So I don't think having ballet on the lawn is something that, that is something that they actually do. Well, they um, might. It's like lawn tennis or something, right? Right. And so as Lana Lang yeah. is doing her maneuvers, he uses his super breath and throws her up into the sky. Yeah. Uh, now, he's a teenager. He was probably trying to just make her skirt rise up. Oh, I'm certain. But the result is that she does a f- magnificent flying ballet leap. She says, I guess I'm really getting the knack of ballet dancing. Maybe someday I'll really be a ballerina. Newsflash, you won't. Well, first of all, she's far too busty, even as a teenager, to be a ballerina. She's too tall. And, and he, no redhead was ever a ballerina. He made her leap, like, probably six feet, feet off the, the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> My God. Later, she, she didn't break her ankles coming down off of that flight. Well, he probably cushioned her. Yeah. Uh, later, Clark and Lana are walking downtown, and uh, here comes Bob Cobb. Bob Cobb! Uh, er, Lana, meet a friend of mine. He's a traveling salesman. And he says, right, I carry all kinds of brushes, paintbrushes, shoe brushes, toothbrushes, hairbrushes, brushes, and brush brushes. <laughs> I've heard that line before. I guess brush sales used to be a big deal. People used brushes for all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, toothbrushes. No, but people would use the brushes for, like, clean spots out of the floor and mm-hmm. scrub their dishes and mm-hmm. things. Carbon, carbonite, carbonax, carbac. Car- I don't know what you're trying to say. That's a floor cleaner. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Carpet cleaner. Uh, soap and water was always fine for me. Well, we, our parents didn't have. <laughs> what, you know, like, I've never cleaned a floor. <laughs> no, you haven't. Um, our, we, our parents didn't have like the Bissell steam cleaning extractor that we have when our dogs piss in the carpet. Is that something we have? We have a we have we have a we have an actual. Do you not know that? Is we it? Have a, we have a steam um, cleaner. Is it something that I would have been exposed? 
two. No, and I did all the use. carpet. I, when when you were traveling back and forth to to, to your job, uh-huh. that's when Butler was a puppy, and uh-huh. I was doing the housebreaking. Okay, so I was using it all the time. Okay, yeah. so is this something that is can be taught to someone, or should I just leave it to you? <laughs> you should just leave it. Okay, to me. good, good, good. Um, so <sighs> Lana wants to pay for her brush, and Bob Cobb. A.K.A. Monel, the phony, uses his X-ray vision to look into her purse to see how much money she has, and so he decides to take every cent every she has. Every cent. Good on ya, Bob. Of course, um, the brush is supposed to be worth three fifty. Three fifty. I mean, it must be sold at three fifty. She only has seventy-seven cents. So, isn't that funny? Lana says, "I've got exactly seventy-seven cents, and that brush is a terrific buy for seventy-seven cents." Only trouble is. The price ticket on the brush reads three fifty. Mm. So instead of just saying it's a sale or uh, what a lucky coincidence that this is on sale just today only, yep. he uses his superpowers to lift the initials off of her book cover, LL. What are they made with black tape? I don't know. And he places them upside down on the back of the brush. So it says, it looks like it says 77. Just tell her it's on sale or take the tag off. Take the tag off, you idiot. Now, I will say that at this point in time, these brush salesmen would sell really high quality brushes. Those would have been wooden brushes with natural bristles. Mm -hmm. However, the, the price wouldn't have been burned into the back of the brush. <laughs> it would have just been a sticker a or sticker. a tag. Yes. <sighs> so Lana gets her brush. The end. Oh, wait. No, it's not the nope. end. Back at home, there's a lamp in the living room that flashes, apparently, every time <laughs> Professor Lang or Chief Parker or the White House wants Superboy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one between, of those people. Yeah, uh, Professor Lang, the archaeologist, or the White House. So Clark goes into the basement. Yep. And uh, turns on a shortwave radio. Yep. And learns that there are um, oh, lead yeah, balls. Yep. Um, Calling Superboy, this is Chief Parker. Huge lead balls are raining down on the Smallville bank, smashing it open. We fear robbery. Come at once. Over. Yes, Clark, I see it with my supervision. Yes, uh, something else he sees is some catapults on the edge of town, and crooks are using them to rain giant lead balls <laughs> onto the Smallville Bank. What now, a sophisticated crooks, operation. These crooks had the resources to build a giant medieval catapult <laughs> and assemble... All those balls of lead. Huge lead balls. Yeah. Um, but there's... Still need to rob to, the bank. Well, maybe that's why. To they, catapult them from a great distance. They've created their own need. <laughs> to rob the bank. They spent all their money on lead balls and medieval catapults. Um, I never thought of that. Shortly, on a ridge overlooking the time, uh, overlooking the town, it, it's Superboy. Oh. <laughs> Superboy literally just touches the face of a crook and he passes out. Right. I'll give them each a light love tap. Just strong enough to knock them cold. You know, being knocked out cold is not something that's done gently. No. And not something that one, you know, usually one has to seek medical attention after they've been knocked out cold. Right. Well, except unless you're Superboy, then they just... It's Superboy, oh! Oh. Meanwhile, at the bank... Meanwhile, at the bank, hey, Monel, you've got superpowers. Stop those crooks. Gasp! Gasp. (laughs) I I can't. I feel weak suddenly. 
Let's lamb, boys. Let's lamb. That's not a verb. No, lamb. That's like what our students say I'm recitaling next week. Yeah. It drives me insane. Adulting. But the recitaling is the worst. They've taken the noun and turned it into a verb. That's like saying, I'm carring to work. Children are the worst. Mm. Mm. I'm cerealing for breakfast. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm coffeeing. It's a life hack. (laughs) Uh, Monel collapses and the thieves escaped. Superboy is on to him. He's a liar. He's probably in cahoots with the crooks and pretended weakness so they could get away. So he arranges for Monel to meet in space. For a game. For a game. A Let's minutes, have a game. Minutes Mono. later, Superboy paints all of the lead balls with green, green paint so that they look like kryptonite. Hurls he them into space. Hurls them into space with pinpoint accuracy so that they will land on the planetoid where he and Monel are meeting for their game of baseball with meteorites and petrified trees. Uh, right. So Superboy's having fun, or he would be if only it was his real brother. Also on the planet is a giant jack-in-the-box creature. With a two-headed monster inside that's... Two-headed fire-breathing monster. Flames from yeah. its mouth. Right, that's so weird. And it's mansplaining. Um, See that? It's splaining. Oh, spy, spy. What are you saying? Where SP, are you? I'm at the bottom right-hand panel. Splang. <laughs> That's what it's doing. Splang. And shooting flames out of its mouth. Uh, a Superboy uh, correctly I'm making mouth noises. That it's a, it's a <laughs> jack-in-the-box monster, probably left behind at a space wreck by a weird race of space people who make crazy toys. What? Yeah, like he knows everything. Uh-huh. Let's destroy it. Yeah, fine. It's a monster. It's a living thing. Let's destroy it. <sighs> you take it's one... not a living thing. Well, he says it's a monster. He doesn't say it's a robot or artificial thing. It's a monster. But you see it's got springs in its neck. Well, it's going to get destroyed. Okay, so then shortly after, yes. the meteor shower begins. Yes. Uh, Superboy... Uh, starts pretend choking as if it really is kryptonite meteors. Deadly today is a krypton. I'm affected already. We'll soon be too weak to move. We're doomed, Monel. And then Monel sinks to the ground. You're right. Gasp. Isn't this the most dickish thing that Superboy could have done? There's a whole website called Superman is a Dick about is how there? dickish he is. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's fantastic. Uh, Monel collapses and starts profusely sweating. Uh, Superboy says, "Okay, cut it out, Monel. You're in no danger. This isn't kryptonite. I created that fake kryptonite to prove you're a phony." Pony. Underneath the green painted surface are these boulders are nothing but harmless lead. I I, I, I know what you're talking about. I I I, I don't know. I, I can hardly move. Luckily. Though exposure to lead has caused terrible molecular changes in my body, destroying all my superpowers, it shocked my brain out of its state of amnesia. Oh, good for him. Yep, my memory is restored. I recall everything. I didn't come from Krypton. I am a native of Daxam, another yeah. planet. So wait, I remember everything. I, didn't, I don't come from Krypton. I'm not your brother. I'm a native of Daxam, another planet, where lead affects Daxamites the way kryptonite affects you, except that its effects never wear off. Any yep. damage is permanent. Yep. Now listen. Many years ago, I made it at least like, oh. I'm actively dying in front of you. Now listen. Now listen. <laughs> um, 
I was a space explorer. My engine conked out and I landed on Krypton shortly before Krypton's destruction. Monel says, you can't stay here. I've just discovered that Krypton's going to explode. But here, take this uh, note and this chart, which will show you the course to follow to another inhabited world, the Earth. Now, it wasn't in the panel earlier in the story when the uh, uh, was being rocketed off the planet. Uh-huh. The buildings were crumbling. Yeah. The planet was in active destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This does not well, follow that same timeline. No, because this is before Kal-El left. I, you're absolutely right. I understand. Yes, this is the prototype. The well, early... no, this is Monel's rocket. They repaired his rocket ship. <sighs> and then he left in his oh, own rocket. Okay. Gosh, you're right. Gosh, I was hoping I had that all figured out. Um, so, Wait, is there a rocket in the next story? Probably. No. Nah. Okay, never mind. Um, so Monel took off in his one man vessel, which instead of reaching Earth, drifted in space till a short while ago. So that's why crypto didn't recognize you. That's why your belt wasn't made of Kryptonese metal, and blah, 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 blah. Why did you try to steal my girl, Lana? That was a subplot that we didn't delve into. Um, I didn't. I was only trying to make her happy because I knew you liked her, but it doesn't matter now because I'm dying. Yeah, he's. That's what he is. So, uh,. Superboy streaks to Earth to retrieve what we know now is the Phantom Zone projector. I yeah. don't know if at this point in history the, the actual Phantom Zone had been introduced or if this was just kind of like a one-off oh, mention. We've seen the Phantom Zone before. Well, sure, in Superman the movie. No, we've seen it in the comics. When Superboy was put into the Phantom Zone was by... He? By an enemy of his. It all runs together. So who was the kid who was drag racing on the on the on the planet Krypton, and then he was put into the Phantom oh, Zone? Uh, yeah, the bad kid. Yes. Well, yeah, but remember, this is a reprint, so this story chronologically was printed before that story because it was a new story. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's you think this Phantom might be Zone. the first appearance of the Phantom Zone? It might Zone? be. I'll have to research that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he's going to send Monel into the Phantom Zone to stop the destruction that the lead is causing to his body and save his life. Mm-hmm. Where Monel will remain for the next 1,000 years. Poor Monel. Will he know that he's been there for 1,000 years? I think so, yeah. Oh, my Because God. if you're in the Phantom Zone, you can see what's happening on Earth. Oh, could you imagine? Plus, he's there I'd rather with, die. He's there with criminals. I'd rather die, honestly. Well, it depends if you, you know if you're like a voyeuristic type. Maybe Monel is. Oh, it's horrible. And he could literally go. I'm assuming he can go anywhere in the universe. I mean, if he had, within if, if, the Phantom Zone, if, if Superman had said to him, or Superboy had said to him, "By the way, you're going to be here for a thousand years." Yep. Do you think he would have been like, "Oh, okay, cool, all right"? Well, he didn't know because Superboy says. I'll free you someday I when I grow know, up to be Superman. I, I know. Swear I just. It. I think. I think by the time that I was freed from the Phantom Zone after being there for a thousand years, I might be insane. Well, he was insane briefly because the lead poisoning when he was released affected him. But as we know, Brainiac Five later found a cure for Monel in the 30th century. Mm-hmm. So all's well that ends well. Okay. Next story. 
Superboy, The Adventures of Superman when he was a boy. Oh, this fucking story. Jonathan and Martha Kent are loved and respected in Smallville, as is their adopted son, Clark. Now, here we say adopted, not foster. Only they know that Clark is Superboy, and they've kept that secret loyally and ingeniously for years. However, when they adopt another lad, who oddly enough also has superpowers and who conceals some strange and frightening secret, their troubles begin, as you will discover when you read... The Kent's second super son. <laughs> the Kent's second super son. Is that how you say Kent's apostrophe? Kent's? The Kent's second super son? Yeah, you could say that. I'm glad they put the apostrophe in the appropriate, in the appropriate place. Right. Plural possessive. Or possessive plural. Plural um, possessive. We see on the splash page, watch this. Uh, there's a costumed boy mm-hmm. wearing orange and green. Slicing up uh, brown meat of some kind. A roast, perhaps. You prefer the well-done slices, don't you, Dad? Yes, Yes, son. son. What's this? Superboy's peeking in the window. While I've been away on a mission in space, another lad with superpowers has taken my place. He... He is sitting in my chair and even calling my foster parents. Well, there we have a foster. Mom and Dad, who could he be? Let's find out. I like the artwork of this story. Do you? I especially like that swirly S-shield that Superboy's got there. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Um, is this a different artist? Yes. Okay. Uh, so Ma and Pa Kent are on the outskirts of Smallville, where the Smallville County Orphanage is expanding its facilities and wants people to adopt a child for a month until our new annex is built. That's kind of a mean trick. We take an orphan child just for, for a month, month and then give him back. It's fine. Right? It's okay. We just need him out of the way while we're but putting on an annex. So, listeners, one time we <laughs> found a puppy on the street in the ghetto where we lived. And uh, we were just about to go out of town. Uh-huh. So we had agreed to foster this puppy. But as we were leaving town, we already had two other dogs. We didn't want to burden our dog sitter with, with another dog. another dog. And so we asked our friends, one of whom is Brewboss Sean from the Cinema Chop Shop podcast, uh, if they would watch the puppy just while we were gone. Right. And they had another dog. Right. And we were secretly thinking that they would keep the puppy. And that's exactly what happened. Yes. They adopted him. But don't tell him that we were secretly hoping they would just keep it all along. I think we might have said that to Probably we have. Anyway. Superboy's out in space. So happy. He was so happy. Do you remember how how he found me, the puppy? Yes, he just crawled up. I was getting stuff out of my car, and he just appeared right between my legs. Yep. He just like looked up at me, and I said, "I said, and I said to him, oh no, you don't. No, you're not coming in.' I got two dogs of my own. Well, he was my and he found me, and he followed me around, and we took him in and gave him flea baths, and yes, yes. Oh my god, those were the days. When he could just find a dog off the street. And he turned out to be an awesome Mm -hmm. dog. One blue eye and one brown eye. He was like a German Shepherd Great Dane mix. He was huge. He still is. He's still alive. Yeah, I know. Just like he just turned out to be an awesome dog. Anyway, Superboy's out in space. Oh, God. Can't we just fast forward through this horrible comic? I'm trying. So uh, the Kents decide to adopt another child for a month to ease their loneliness. They have such big hearts. I'll say. Um, so they see a lad over in the corner, a wallflower, if you will, (laughs) 
who's uh, no one's gonna adopt me. That lad looks so shy and lonely, Jonathan. Let's ask the director if we can adopt him. So Alan Green's his name. He is introduced to the Kents, and they're going to be his parents for a month. And off they go. See you in a month, Alan. <laughs> so they show him to fatten him up before you bring him back. Yep. They show him to Clark's room. Uh, you can have it all to yourself. You know, my brother was adopted. And when he came to the house, he only knew two food-related words, eggs and candy. Anyway, <laughs> Alan gets led to Clark's room. You can have it all to yourself, but you'll share it with him when he returns. Anyway, I'd like to tell you something, Mrs. Kent, before you leave me here alone in the bedroom. <laughs> Nothing creepy about this at all. He shuts the door and a moment later steps out. In full costume! Clad in a brilliant but puzzling costume. My real name is Vidal. And I have come from another solar system to Earth on a mission which I must keep secret. I have superpowers, as you will soon find out. When I came to Earth, I found some children whose parents had perished in a disaster. And I mixed with them so I'd be taken for an Earth orphan. Now... You must both swear you will do everything in your power to conceal the truth about me. It is necessary for the fulfillment of my mission. Of course, fine. They promised to Nothing keep Nothing strange secret. about this whatsoever. Bring this kid no. in from the orphanage, and all of a sudden, he's in costume. Well, suddenly, a flaming plane drops out of the sky. Because that happens all the time in Smallville. He, uh, Vidal, jets out of the window... After changing into a Superboy costume and mm-hmm. dyeing his hair black. Yep. Um, I, u- I cannot explain, but I must wear this whenever I use my superpowers on Earth because, well, it's not indestructible like Superboy's costume is, but in all other respects, it is a perfect imitation. So he flies out the window. He rescues the plane. He comes back and explains more about um, why, you know, why he's probably, right. you're probably wondering why did he just hurl the plane into the sea? A Superboy would have done. He says, I don't possess all his powers of supervision, like supervision and super hearing, and I'm not quite as invulnerable, so I might have been burned. He so said, you're a failure. We're taking you back to the orphanage immediately. The end. Exactly. He's a poor, poor replication of, or imitation of, of Superboy. Right. There's a lot of stuff going on here, how he's almost ready to expose his identity or his superpowers in front of Lana Lang and Mrs. Kent saves the day. I love that panel with the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> She's blowing the <laughs> dirty vacuum exhaust into <laughs> Lana's hair. I shampooed that three days ago. Uh <laughs> I wasn't planning to wash my hair again for another four days. Meanwhile, uh, Paul Kent sees the boy out in the yard. What is he doing? Can we just talk about how, like, shampooing the hair for a second? Sure. Why was it such a big deal? You and I wash our hair every day. Why was it, like, did women, did they have, how many steps did they go through to wash their hair? Well, they would uh, wash their hair and then set it. So... They didn't want to upset the shape of their hair, so uh-huh. they had to sleep wrapped in tissue paper and things. My God. I think. I don't My know. mother used to do her hair up in pink foam curlers every night. Uh-huh. I, I've never been a woman, so particularly not in the 1950s, so I don't know exactly yeah, haven't you? how it Haven't works. you in your, in your, your 
perhaps maybe in a past life. Um, I would only want to be one woman in the world, and that's Miss Connie Francis. And she's still living, so I can't be her. Now, I um, would want to have been B. Arthur. Oh, yeah. Or Rosalind Russell. Sure. That looked like fun. Anyway, the boy's out in the yard building a missile out of scrap metal. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> With his super fists. And Paul Kent notices that he's writing a note. And so he gets his binoculars and sees that the note says, So far, no one suspects my mission on Earth. However, make sure Superboy is kept away from Earth until you hear from me again. What? He's a phony. He is a phony. Uh, He tosses the missile into space. Which is received by two identical-looking men in the same outfit. Two identical men. Maybe it's... uh, Alan's dad's. Maybe he's got two dads. Mm. Could happen. It's a futuristic And they read the communication and they decide that they're going to help him uh, keep Superman busy. So Superman is in... Boy, Superboy. I'm so sorry. I keep doing that. I'm sorry. Now, I do like in this story that Superboy actually looks like a boy. He looks like he's about 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. So Superboy is... uh, He's taking a giant meatball... Uh-huh. Uh huh. Through space, it's an asteroid. But it's I a take meatball. Your point. It's a meatball, and, it's, and, it, and apparently, it has the ability to kill all living matter on Earth. Sure. So he's going to take it to another solar system. Hopefully, he will be clever enough to discern whether or not there's actually er, uh, life on that solar oh, system. Oh, he's clever enough. That, unless it's a planet full of Jack in the Box monsters, and he doesn't <laughs> care about that. So he takes the giant meatball, and it's an asteroid. But go on, and a this rocket that has been hurled by. Um, What's the kid's name? The kid's name? Alan. Alan. Alan's two dads uh-huh. have shot the rocket toward the giant meatball, and it's now broken up into smaller Italian meatballs, like the kind that you get in soup. Maybe Alan's two dads are just clones of each other, and Alan is also a clone of them, because they all look exactly the same. Well, I like to just pretend like he has two dads. So they're watching this on their lexophone. Uh-huh. They're seeing that now Superboy is surrounded by these meatballs and he has to figure out what to do with them. Right. Right. So they've bought him some time or they've, they've occupied him. So meanwhile, at the store, Alan's helping out. He, uh, gets a call that there's a crack in the dam. And so he starts changing into a Superboy outfit, not realizing that he's standing behind a two way mirror, which is for sale in the front window of the store. So everyone on the street sees him changing into Superboy. And Paul can't save the day. He comes up with some cockamamie story about... Said so who's selling Superboy right, costumes. Right, right. Uh, so off he goes to... He, uh, not heal. Repair the crack in the dam. Uh-huh. By uh, using super strength to crush a girder into a large metal sphere, which he tosses at the dam. And uh, it melts due to friction in the air. That's not actually... You can't melt metal in 50 feet of friction air. Uh, But the dam is saved. Also, now there's a volcano erupting. Where? uh, The Kilma volcano is erupting erupting furiously. A strange green lava. We have a man on the scene, and I'll switch you to him where you'll get an eyewitness account. Uh, I'll go there, and uh, this time I'll be more careful about keeping my secret identity, he says. Yes, and also the Kents are starting to wonder where Superboy is. Mm, They're getting very, very concerned. So then... Uh, 
Yeah, so Superboy he... flies to the volcano uh-huh. and he's holding a giant storage tank. Uh-huh. He must have picked up on his way over and he's punching holes in it. Uh-huh. And therefore he's rammed it into the top of the volcano, yep. sealing it off, and uh-huh. the holes are letting the pressure escape harmlessly. So it's kind of like that a... Checks out. Yeah, sure. A pressure cooker. Um, Alan returns to the Kent General Store where he meets Lana Lang and realizes that he's entirely turned green. What's up with that? I don't get that with the volcano. Because they said it was green lava. Mysterious green lava. <sighs> okay. It must be, you know, some mysterious radiation from the center of the earth. That's normal. I'm sure that scans. Um, Lana realizes that he must be... Superboy just come back from the volcano that was erupting green paint. This is so stupid. Then this all trick. of a sudden he turns red. What? Now you're red. And now you're green again. And I'm green too. I get it. That neon light sign outside changing from red to green. It sure had me fooled. Because that happens. Well, you remember. Well, they... Where's that place we went in Columbus when it had the room... And had the light set up so that everything looked black and white, oh, like you were in a black was and white movie. Fantastic, wasn't it? It, yeah. it was the amber other lighting world, or something. Other yeah, or other, other worlds. Check it out, folks. Other world, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, it's fantastic art installations. Um. Anyway, meanwhile, out in space, Superboy finishes up his emergency meatball chore, recoveries, mm-hmm. and uh, he finds an advanced civilization. With a kind of a giant television screen. I never saw that planet before. Well, it's a lexophone. Mm-hmm. It's uh, picking up pictures of the Kent g- so he's, room so on Earth. To be exact, uh, more precise rather, he's flying by a planet, says, I've never seen that civilization before, yep. uses his x-ray vision and sees and just happens to find a lexophone that just happens to be tuned into his family where he sees himself right, or, right. or somebody dressed up like him talking to his parents. So he says, well, I think oh, this is a very queer scene. <laughs> you think this must be Alan's home planet, right? Yes, like of course. Whole... Yes. Uh, so meanwhile, Alan's... now we get to the data yes. mall and, and it... now the cream and, and it is, it is absolutely infuriating. It makes me so angry. Recently, Alan explains, we discovered that there was a Superboy on Earth who came from the destroyed planet Krypton. And uh, one of his dads says, one of his dads says, I have a mission for you on Earth, Vidal. Vidal? Vidal? Vidal. Yes. We will create an emergency to keep Superboy busy in space. And when you use your superpowers in a town called Smallville, you will wear a replica of his costume. And then his other dad says, That way, no one will suspect you are really a member of the Intergalactic Patrol. You will get into an orphanage and use your powers of telepathic suggestions to urge a kind family to adopt you. Having told about his background, Vidal takes out a small projector and... Oh, Jesus, a slideshow. Here we go. He's like, my vacation in Tahiti. You'll understand my mission when you see this picture of me with my own parents. Even though I have superpowers... I need their love and affection. (laughs) But Superboy, who is an orphan from Krypton, has no parents. He must be very lonely. Right? They have a lexophone. They know that Superboy's on Earth. But they haven't pieced together that he actually lives with the Kents. 
Well, that's because the Kents are so good at keeping his secret. So he says, my mission was to find him good parents in Smallville, where we believe he lives. I decided to try you two first because you have a son, Clark, of about the same age and of such a fine reputation. However, I detest you by deliberately putting my identity into danger. And seeing how well you helped me project protect my secret, you passed three such tests perfectly. So I'm sure you would make ideal parents for Superboy. Will you help me? Will you adopt him? The law of threes. Why, er, sure, Alan, we'd love to. (laughs) I want you to promise, however, never to tell his brother Clark his secret identity. God. Well, Superboy overhears all of this. Uh, and they meet in the yard. The two super lads meet in midair. And he says to him, uh, well, Alan says to uh, to uh, Clark, yeah. now I will return to my own planet, Superboy, and if you ever need any help, call on me. However, make sure you don't tell your foster brother, Clark Kent. Uh, wait, wait, make sure you don't tell your, your foster brother, Clark Kent. No, God. Do not let... Your foster brother, Clark, can't know your everyday identity. Oh, little... Thanks, Vidal. It will be hard to keep it a secret from Clark, who looks exactly like me, only with glasses. But I'll manage. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go see my two dads. Um, It sure is good being home, Clark says to Ma and Pa. I I appreciate what (laughs) Vidal has done, but I could have told him a long time ago what wonderful foster parents the Kents make. These (laughs) bastards made us read 11 pages of this stupid story. Oh, I was so angry. Fit to be tied when I read the end of this. Now, in fairness, if you were 10 years old reading this, you would have been like, oh, what a noble sacrifice Vidal made to leave his parents and come to Earth to help Clark when have good parents. This reminds me of Didn't Star the, Wars premiere in 77? Yes. When I was 10 years old, uh-huh. I was playing with Star Wars figures. I was smarter than this. Uh, did you? Can we back up a minute that you were playing with Star Wars figures? Yeah, sure. What about, what's wrong with that? The point being, <laughs> this reminds me of that story a few weeks ago, the little boy that went up to get Halloween candy out of a bowl and it was empty. So he took candy out of his own bag to put it oh. into the camp so that the other children in the neighborhood would have candy. That's, That's the kind sweet. of boy Vidal is. And with a name like Vidal and two dads, you know he's going to grow up top notch. <laughs> Aces, Joni Aces. <laughs> Don't you just love that picture that, that your sister sent us of um, <laughs> the take of the, speaking of trick-or-treating, of the basket full of plastic bags with liquid in it. It says, take one bag take of Sprite. Take one bag of Sprite, yes. <laughs> Classic. You can find us on social media at GoGoTechPod. Uh, you can download us every week, usually, unless we're running late. Um, wherever you get your free podcast downloads from i couldn't remember the word podcast for a minute it's late it sure is we haven't even eaten dinner yet and it's no. 8 30 p.m we had a very busy weekend i'll say we're a day behind in our podcasting sorry um, about that and you can find us back here next week probably or uh soon thereafter wherever anything to add 
Uh, I hope you are doing well. Thank you so much for for staying with us in this podcast. I'm. This I do apologize 75. for uh, for not being a little bit more clever. Oh, it's you been a were very long day. Fine. Yeah. Uh, episode seventy five. Really? It's not too late for you to rate and review us on iTunes um, or If there wherever. are any other listeners besides the one who has complained about my mouth noises, I'd like to know what the mouth noises are. I suspect that my longtime friend is just making that up. Well, that's uh, – we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Bye. 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 In these dark and angry times.